0: What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, Okay, while everyone else is going gaga over the scheduled release, the Nuggets have a bunch of national TV games. That's the highlight. Um, That, and they have a string of home games from the end of February into March, most of March. Um, And I think those are the big takeaways from the schedule, um, but uh, if you want to have more in-depth breakdown of the Denver Nuggets schedule, be, please check out all the other Nuggets podcasts that are out there. I'm sure they'll do a fine breakdown, but uh, you come to CSG, and CSG doesn't cover what everyone else covers. So, I'm going to talk to you today about Daryl Morey and James Harden, and the problem that uh, they, the Sixers find themselves in. And in an angle, I, I'm really kind of flummoxed as to why people aren't talking about this particular angle. And, um, and it has to do with the nexus between Daryl Morey being the ultimate schmoozing GM who has allies in the media all over, all over. I mean, it is stunning how many allies that uh, Daryl Morey has just because he's a great schmoozer and he has a captive audience with the with the uh, Sloan Conference, that happens once a year, and um, his behavior towards James Harden in relation to every other player in the league, um, which has kind of shifted now to uh, to uh, Joel Embiid, but there is a there's a difference here that I need to that needs to be examined that has not really been touched on, and I'm going to start first with something that I think that most people didn't, didn't think of when they're talking about this mess that the Sixers find themselves in to get some prehistory here, Daryl Morey, I believe it was 2010 or 11 became the GM of the Houston Rockets. And his whole thing was about being as bloodless as possible, taking his emotions out of things and being ruthless. Um, and this is something that he established well over time. Uh, he, he was, uh, one of those people that just was 100% analytics based, um, do what the data tells us do what, what, I mean, and he, he was the first, um, you could argue that Sam Presti was sort of like this, but Presti has a better track record as far as player relations than Mm -hmm. uh maury does maury has a reputation among players that he will trade you on a drop of a dime to suit his purposes and this really began in the early 2010s with uh, the houston rockets Maury's journey as the GM of the Rockets really begun, begins when he pulled off the uh, really, really late trade for um, James Harden in 2012. Well, things that weren't really talked about at the time was Oklahoma City would has, was willing to trade James Harden because of many different factors, including—and uh, then they didn't want—they weren't able to meet on price— uh, Probably Harden could have earned $6 million more. You could make the argument that, uh, Sam Presti's genius as a team builder is undermined largely by that Harden trade. The Harden trade really capped the, the, uh, Oklahoma City Thunders, um, championship ceiling. It it, it capped it at Western Conference Finals. And you could argue that it was, he was worth the tax expenditures as well as the, um, you know, maybe them amnestying Kendrick Perkins and which is what they should have done. Um regardless, that's Sam Presti. Uh Deramori took advantage of this. Um, and there were some baggage that came with James Harden, specifically his uh um less than one hundred percent dedication to uh the culture of basketball and not necessarily saying the game of basketball, because I don't think it's true that James Harden doesn't like basketball. I think he likes it fine. Uh, I think he, I mean, look, look, Nikola Jokic um, treats basketball as a job. You know, it's okay if you're good at what you do. And James Harden, undeniably, we may, I'm, I have quibbles with his game. I don't like his game. Um, and I've done several co- podcasts on this, but, you know, there was a podcast I did in early 2020 where I talked about how he was taking advantage of the rules and a lot of the rules were set in place because Shaquille O'Neal came in, uh, was dominant. Um, and those rules, um, that James Harden took advantage of were largely set in motion in like 2001, but Harden established himself in uh, Houston and it really came at the expense of other players who have circulated through Houston. um, Daryl Morey, you could very much make a very convincing argument that he coddled James Harden to a ridiculous extent. He he did things for Harden that he wouldn't do for any other player, and this double standard was well known in the league. But it hadn't been covered. Because, once again, Daryl Morey, and I'll get to this in the second half of the podcast, but Daryl Morey has a spell over a lot of the media who covers the the, uh, NBA and a lot of the new media who cover the NBA. Morey um, is very, very well-liked by people who attend Sloan Conference and all this. And what that has led to is a lot of the other things that are unsavory about Daryl Mori, his reputation among players being basically shit, um, especially players who he, he kind of ruthlessly got rid of in pursuit of improving his teams. And uh, what it all resulted in was a Western conference finals trip in 2018. And you can make an argument if Chris Paul doesn't hurt his hamstring, that team beats the 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 uh the uh warriors in 2018 you couldn't make that argument um then they also missed something like 29 three-point shots in a row <laughs> in the i believe that was the game after in game seven but regardless um hard and he has good habits weren't uh able and it's, it's, as he's gotten older his Good habits have not been able to overcome his bad habits, and his bad habits have been coddled by Daryl Morey. One Daryl Morey. Morey is the reason Harden's habits became worse and worse and worse as his time in Houston progressed, culminating in the um, highly questionable Russell Westbrook trade, which was done at Harden's behest because he couldn't get along with Chris Paul. So Harden uh, manufactures or insists on this. This is what this is what people are saying. This is the league has been under this impression for a long time. If you talk to any reporter who covered the Rockets, they know they'll tell you the same thing. And here is here is just the just the the basic breakdown of why these things are in in better for a GM to nip in the bud. Um Harden has a strip club reputation. He has an eye towards things that are not uh basketball related and um things started going downhill after Maury left in 2021 uh and it was very clear Harden probably couldn't get away with the shit that he was getting able, you know, getting away with under Maury. He gets to Brooklyn, and actually, that team, that Brooklyn team with Kevin Durant and uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, was when they actually played together, was awesome. It was really good, and you could see how that team is one of those great "what if" teams of uh, of the um, NBA. It really was, and as it was, that team very nearly without without a fully functioning Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving um, nearly beat the, uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks in twenty twenty one. Probably should have if uh, Kevin Durant's toenail wasn't on the on the free, on the uh, three point line. So there is a there is all this going on, and meanwhile, Daryl Morey, during this season like right after this season gets to uh um gets to the uh the Sixers. And I don't know necessarily what Josh Harris's mind was thinking at this point, but to me when this happened inevitably James Harden was going to be end up on the Sixers. His connection with Daryl Morey and what Daryl Morey did for Harden was going to be hard to uh, ignore particularly after the issues with Kyrie Irving just started overwhelming the nets and where you could say mistake number 2 that uh that Daryl Morey made was going you know, just using the, you know the Ben Simmons thing i here here's the here's the here's the truth folks regardless of whether Ben Simmons did what he did in 2021 20 yeah, was it 21 he did that uh, 21 22 season regardless of whether he was going to he was do that or not um there was what Harden was going to end up <laughs> in uh with the Sixers um Mer- Morey clearly was trying to trade Simmons in the offseason of 2021 this is one hundred percent. Regardless, this is this is you could you could see it coming a mile away, and um, the, I mean there, there were there were actually stories about uh, Simmons um, uh, looking for houses in Houston. Didn't happen, and the relationship goes south. He refuses to play, and eventually at the trade deadline, he trades Simmons to the Nets for Harden. You could see what you developing is what I would call a very classic toxic relationship. And I think, I think if we're going to start where the apple fell, where where the poison apple began, the series of events, it was Daryl Morey coddling uh, James Harden to such an extent that he didn't treat other players with the same coddling that he did Harden, other players were treated like garbage. And if you really, if you don't believe me on that, someone needs to talk to Jeremy Lin and talk about what uh, Daryl Morey was doing in trying to recruit Carmelo Anthony to, uh, to the Houston Rockets in 2014. Okay. This is something that is was well-known and advertised and reported on at the time. Jeremy, he basically threw Jeremy Lin under the bus. Now, Jeremy Lin's not a star player, but he treated Jeremy Lin like complete shit and received no blowback for that. Maury's reputation for every other player beyond um, James Harden is mud. But his reputation with reporters... And people who cover the league is completely polar opposite. And in the second half of the podcast, I'm going to talk about why this is the problematic area with the Sixers and why this will come to a head this season, but we'll get to that after I talk to you about Belancher Family Wines located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazi, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, Field right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at BFW Denver, DFW Colorado, excuse me, dot com. Um, they got all manner of reds. They got all manner of whites. They got locations in, uh, Fort Collins, Denver, and now a new one in golden, uh, plus their original, uh, starter place in Sonoma County, California. Um, some of my best, the favorite wines there, are the Cabernet is always great. Um, uh if you if you're into cabs like i am those are, it's, you can't beat what they their selection there um but they've also got mabex they've got uh selection of colorado wines uh, a lot of uh if you want to check out some rieslings um which is the western slope specialty do that there they got the entire selection for you to check out uh and i think each one of those will be something that will be very interesting to you and it's a great vibe especially the, the denver location is one of my favorite places to go in denver it's very great and if you're having a just a nice night out especially in the fall uh, i suggest uh, like in september or early october making a trip down to uh to branch family wines and and just spending a night um, just wandering around Lodo and stuff like that, and it's really, really fun. It's great, great vibe. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazie, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. They are always online at bfwcolorado.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSU Podcast sent you. So Daryl Morey trades for James Harden in the trade deadline of 2022, and things go well for a while. But, you know, as we all know about James Harden, he um, has a tendency to not show up in playoffs, and that has reared its ugly head in both 2022 and 2023. Um, these are things that are known. These are things that, uh, have happened repeatedly throughout Harden's career. This was known by Daryl Morey, by the way. But Daryl Morey was single-minded in his pursuit. Um, if you talk to people in the league, they will tell you it was inevitable that Morey would try to trade for James Harden. This relationship is what it is. Okay. And that relationship being what the way it is, as I've said before, it was inevitable that this is the, the 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 conclusion would end up being with Simmons being traded for James Harden. And uh, it evolved to a place where Simmons was being traded for James Harden, not in Houston, but in, you know, in, with the Nets. And he took advantage of another situation where Harden didn't seem necessarily like the bad guy, even though he kind of tanked his way out of there like he did with Houston. So here is this this coverage aspect that is really fascinating to me, is that if you talk to people in the league who cover teams, um, they see nothing wrong with Morey and the, his approach and the way he does things, specifically in relation to getting James Harden. There was glowing praise for Maury getting Harden in a scenario where Harden wasn't the player he used to be. And two, he became this, he became this, 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 this idea that Maury had in his head about, about Harden, which is something that exists only with Daryl Maury. Right. And the media, for whatever reason, and, I, and not everyone, but particularly Bill Simmons, it is so transparent that he is buddies with Daryl Morey and can't look at this situation objectively. The original sin with this entire situation with the Sixers was that Daryl Morey had a thing for James Harden, enabled James Harden, and he was hoisted by his own petard. It's exactly what happened. And people don't want to point it out. They have such an issue with pointing out that Daryl Morey's own coddling and own weird relationship with James Harden that was probably closer than it needed to be for a GM and a player uh, resulted in Harden becoming this completely entitled I get to do what I want kind of player who didn't have to uh, show up in the playoffs, and this got worse and worse and worse over his time in Houston, and culminated in what happened in New New in New Jersey, in Brooklyn, and subsequently then the Sixers. Now he Harden is getting some unnecessary shit here. Joel Embiid was awful at times in these playoffs, and including Game Seven against the Boston Celtics in the second round. Uh Joel Embiid has skated by without criticism and 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 you can see the same pattern with Embiid where where the organization has gone out of its way to coddle him and do things with him they wouldn't do with any of their other players including Harden now who is now on the receiving end of the same Treatment that um, uh, the other players got uh, when he was in Houston. So the 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 original sin goes to Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is the reason this happened. Daryl Morey is getting the example of what he cultivated and created all these years and you know for a guy who is as bloodless and cutthroat as he likes to tell people that he is and this is if anyone you talk to about Daryl Morey this is what he talks about a lot is that you know you have to be data driven and you have to and you can't let uh, your you know personal relationships with players or anything like that get in the way this is just a business um he didn't have that relationship with James Harden But now he's trying to have that relationship with James Harden. And he's getting fucked because of it. And what's looming here is the specter of Joel Embiid. And him not being close, but apparently close to James Harden. And uh, Daryl Morey trying to... This is like what this is... Simmons and Harden and, you know, what, wh- what is, what is Maury going to do to salvage this? He needs James Harden to come to camp and perform All right now. I'm going to leave Harden out of this because I think Harden made a ton of mistakes and Harden made his own bed and, and Harden fucked himself. Okay. Pardon my language, but he fucked himself, but I'm just talking about Daryl Maury Now, Maury. Uh, is now in a situation where he, beyond all reason, needs James Harden to play well. Because if Harden doesn't play well and this season goes sideways, the specter and, and, and issue of Joel Embiid becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Everyone in the league knows it, and this is something that is going to be floating over the entire Sixers season. And this is what's something... But people are not talking about. Maury fucked this up. Maury didn't have to trade for James Harden. The you know, he didn't have to trade for him twice, but it worked the first time in 2012. It's uh coming back to haunt him in 2023. Harden due to the way that Maury coddled him for so many years, so many years in Houston, to some success but not the ultimate success Um, has resulted in what you're seeing right now. But I'm going to come back to this. Maury did not need to trade for James Harden in 2022. He wanted James Harden. He and he is getting exactly the player who he created. And it is fascinating to me why elements of nerd media, Refuses to call Daryl Morey out on this. They have such a hard time admitting that Daryl Morey messed up. Because Daryl Morey has allies throughout all of NBA media. In particular, nerd media that goes to the Sloan conferences. They have such a hard time criticizing Daryl Morey. Maury made his own bed. He didn't have to bring James Harden in. He could have traded Ben Simmons. I mean, look, Ben Simmons was damaged goods right there. But look at it now. Would would having a, a different package that didn't net in Harden have made the Sixers better, worse off than they are now? I mean, they still can't get out of the second round with Harden. They didn't have to have James Harden. There was nothing forcing the really forcing the, 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 the Nets to trade James Harden. This has been a royally messed up scenario because Daryl Morey couldn't let go of the idea of James Harden. And he couldn't accept that his behavior and coddling of James Harden is the reason we've had the James Harden of the last three years. Unaccountable. Coddled. I get to do what I want. It all stems from Daryl Morey, folks. He is the one who enabled this entire thing. And it's fascinating to me how he doesn't get criticism for it. It is mind-boggling. How people can't see that Daryl Morey created the monster he is being consumed by right now. Alright folks, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. Uh, I'll be back, I don't know, I've been a little more sporadic here. There's stuff going on uh, that I can't talk about right now, uh, but I I will soon. So when I get to that point, I'll let you know, and uh, there's pretty exciting stuff. So anyway, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye.